I'm back in the saddle again, talking shop with his Kev fella. Seven weeks in the road, and he's doing my intros? He's got some big brass ones, doesn't he? Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. If there's one thing that's true and honest and relatable, it's that we are doing a podcast. We do it weekly. If Kevin hits record, sit back, relax. We're talking Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Pretty much sums it up, does it not? Seaside Pod Review. Good, but who is the guy who speaks a hundred words a second? Too fast, man. Do you drink ten Red Bull before pressing record? I'll persevere because you sound like a nice bunch, and I love Queen, but I'm having to listen with the audio on slow speed. Give him some chamomile tea. So, uh, Kev, are you are you sure you're recording? Yeah, why? Yeah, no, we're well, recording, yeah. Because because last week, uh, at the very start of our podcast, I was singing the praises of the wonderful producer of this podcast, and it is a man named uh, Mr. Kevin Brown, <laughs> and you do a fabulous, fabulous job. And I would just like you all, ladies and gentlemen, to know that we recorded an entire podcast last week, and uh, someone didn't hit record. Well, so what we actually, we didn't record a podcast. We had a lovely chat about a Queen song, is what happened. <laughs> That's, there you go. There you go. So, so it wasn't now, wasted time, Randy. It wasn't wasted time. No, it's never wasted. But, you know, um, I, I was looking at, on our chartable stuff, Randy, and we, we, got, we got a couple of reviews. On uh, on Apple Podcasts, and I wanted so Curtis Sparkles, Jim C, said uh, a fun. He's given us a review, so he says a fun weekly jaunt through Queen's discography, and they also do bonus content now, even though no one ever asked for it. So nice. So you know that's really really nice. Five yeah. stars, five stars from Jim. So thank you. Jim. And and yeah, we do just we just we'll just pop it on you. We don't give a fuck whether you want it or not. Truthfully. <laughs> um, but then we did get a review. We got our first. Our first non-five-star rating, Randy, which, you know, I, I saw the rating too, and I thought, well, that's a bit disappointing. I wonder, let's see what uh, sort of criticism there is here. And it's it's uh, Mr. Day from Great Britain who says, good, but who is the guy who speaks 100 words a second? Too fast, man. Do you drink 10 Red Bull before press and record? I'll persevere because you sound like a nice bunch, and I love Queen. But I'm having to listen to, I'm having to listen with the audio on a slower speed. Give him some chamomile tea. <laughs> now. I don't think I speak all that fast, do I? Well, you speak pretty quickly, but uh, I I guess I'm just used to I'm just accustomed to it. I'm accustomed to, I'm accustomed to your face. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown accustomed to her look, accustomed to her voice, accustomed to her face. I'm just curious, so because 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 his location says Great Britain, so unless he's a transplant from somewhere else, the only place I can think of down in the in in the UK that wouldn't understand my accent is maybe like fucking Devon or Somers Somerset somewhere down there, somewhere in farmer country. They might have a little bit of trouble with it, but beyond that, I don't know. Maybe you actually really do talk talk fast, and I'm just used to it. So yeah, maybe you know what? I think maybe we should get our listeners to <laughs> to, 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 to chime in. Does Mr. Kevin speak at an alarming rate. Uh, and I would, I would suggest that maybe he does. And I just don't even notice anymore. So, uh, but you know, I'm just a dumb hoser. Well, there you go. There's our second poll this week. I'll put that up. We'll find out. Is Randy a dumb hoser from Canada? Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and Kevin is a pie eater from Wigan. 
And Boney spat out a big lump of oil and said, Bugger me, what's to do? <laughs> the lads have just come back from the Wigan, said Corporal. News played them at the billiards last night. But the Wigan lads cheated and give us wobbly cues. And sewed all pockets up tight. And we had to walk home after punch-up, because Tramgard looked at us right black. He said, Bog off, froggies. <laughs> so we had leg it up way back. You guys would be surprised how often I've texted to Kevin. What a couple of fucking clowns. <laughs> and uh, in a way, I guess we're all clowns because you guys are listening to us. <laughs> and, I ge- and I generally just tend to agree with you, right? Because yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, you're back. Randy, you're not in a hotel room in Winnipeg anymore. You're sitting in a in a studio with a pint, and you're I'm sure quite happy. Yeah. Well. So. Yeah. Well. Thanks for asking, Kev. Yeah. I was. Uh, I was seven weeks on the road, and I guess I'd like to say on the road, but really it was just all based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And then we were in a little town, uh, uh, very near the Ontario border, near uh, Kenora, Ontario for about two and plus weeks. And, uh, you know, it was the best of times, uh, you know, it was the blurst of times, but, uh, suffice it to say that I am alive and, uh, I'm, I'm in one piece, uh, a little worse for the wear. I kind of feel like I was in a fight and, uh, and you know, I'm not sure that I won. This is a thousand monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon, they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. Let's see. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. Ah, well, they're quoting Charles Dickens, you see. Yes. A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief. It was the epoch of incredulity. It's a pretty fucking good opener. It's uh, about as good as they come. Uh, but there again, I'm not that sophisticated. <laughs> we could change this for our podcast. It, it was the best of podcasts. It was the worst of podcasts. It was the podcast of wisdom. It was the podcast of foolishness. It was the podcast of belief. It was the podcast of incredulity. Yeah, it works. It scans. There you go. So, but last week we did do Last Horizon, if mm. I recall. And, uh, you know, I kind of think it was uh, a, a bloated piece of uh, self-indulgent uh, <laughs> baloney. I don't know. I'm trying to be kind. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a Brian May fan. It's not, I love the guy. You know, I wish he was my uncle or dad, you know? <laughs> right? And I could go, hey, Uncle Bry, can I borrow a cool mill to start a little podcast with my buddy Kev? We need promotion money. Can, can I borrow your guitar? <laughs> and beer money. <laughs> beer money. <laughs> the finest imported beer. What happened to the promotion budget? I gave you 450,000 fucking quid. <laughs> Which is not what Brian May sounds like. I don't know why I did a no. McCogney accent. But... <laughs> well, you know what we should do? We should go to the polls, Randy, because, you know, we, we had our say on it and we weren't very kind. And I mean, we really did stick. When I was editing, I was like, oof, man. We really, we didn't let that go. We kind of piled in and kept kicking and maybe it was a bit much and maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But um, after after all the kicking was done, we, we guessed as we always do. Um, and you said 50-50, you thought it should be 50-50. You thought it would have its champions. You were, you were right on that. Mm-hmm. And I said 
So, I mean, you know, I'm getting pretty good at this, Randy. What was the result of the Twitter poll? Oh, man. Well, first of all, you disgust me. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I would like to say that the champion was 37% and bites the dust at 63% from the Twitter poll. And you guys, like, come on. Fucking work with me here. And it was 18.2% champion and 81.8% dust on Facebook. So Facebook's usually the one where we're a little bit more... Uh, a little bit more forgiven, but this time, no, the people of Facebook, they put mm -hmm. their boots on with us. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, Alice's dad, Barry John Williams said, Mr. Kevin and Mr. Randy, how absolutely dare you. You are 100% right <laughs> about this in many ways, but, but there is a little something about it that I like. I should agree with you and dust this, but against all logic, it's a champion, if only to mess with Mr. Kevin's prediction. See, See listen, didn't bloody listen, work. No, I know, but he, he fed right into your hand. You're a sick, sick man. Stephen Ursel says, I am not sure this deserves the merciless <laughs> kicking you boys dished out. <laughs> but it was funny. I do kind of like it, and it's particularly good live, but I can't say I love it. And in light of your brutal onslaught, I will dis I will agree, sorry. Dust. I think we, I think yeah, we, I, I think we converted I someone. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember at the time, I didn't feel like it was such a brutal, brutal beating, but apparently it was. We, did, we didn't let it go for a long time. Um, Black Pie says, correct, this is a turd that can't be polished, even though Brian paints it with a terrible production varnish. 1992, and he started dyeing his hair and using a harmonizer pedal. He needs to have a long lie down and contemplate his life choices. Queen QA, badly needed. Totally agree. Yeah, that's where we talked about. Had the other band members been around and had they been brought to Queen, they might have said, well, let's, okay, well, that's a good little lick, but let's just use it as the intro, and then we'll actually write some yeah. lyrics around them. The chord progression and, you know. Totally, yeah, exactly. Checks and balances, right? Uh, Lisa Malloy, bugger. I clicked on Champion by mistake. I meant to dust it. Uh, I try to like the album, but if I'm really honest, it's mostly bland for me with the odd bit of Brian razzle-dazzle thrown in. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's a good way to put it. Because it, it, it's... You, listen, the guy's super talented. He just needed someone to tell him to fucking dial it back a notch and, and write a song. And you know what? I'd still rather listen to that than 95% of pop radio. So... Yeah, yeah. To be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Well, don't be honest. Don't start now. <laughs> Steve at Queen Rock says, the album track is absolutely dreadful in every way aside from the guitar tone, but I adore hearing it live without the swung intro. Give that a spin if you haven't already. And he's, he's left a link to the Queen and Paul Rogers last rising. Again, I mean, there's a few people talking about the live version. It still just doesn't... <sighs> it is better with real drums. It is better with a real bass. It's, it, it is just better live. And especially yeah. when you get when you see Brian playing, it's always different when you can see the, the guitarist playing. But yeah, 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 it's still just it's still just a bit of weak sauce, you know. Like I still, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, I feel the same way. Uh, Rob Marr says, "Don't uh, don't think I'd heard this one before. Zoned out while it was playing. I can't remember a thing about it now. <laughs> All Brian's solo work is dust in the wind, dude. And then he's got a nice gif of uh, of uh, uh, Bill and Ted. So all we are." Is dust in the wind, dude. Dust. Wind. Dude. Paul Bradbury says, Messrs. Kevin and Randy, you are just plain wrong in very bold letters. I've always loved it. It's particularly great live. It's a champion, especially when compared to more or less of all of Brian's other solo work. Nowhere near deserving the <laughs> kicking you gave it, but and kick it we did. And uh, I love you, Paul. But I'm standing beside. I'm beside. 
I'm standing behind my leg that kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> standing behind your kicking leg. That's right. Uh, Ruddy Rutherford um, at Fit Life Photography says, Complete bollocks. The song that is not the pod, which was excellent and laugh out loud funny. So I, <laughs> thanks, Ruddy. Um, Doug Seabus said, This pod would do well to expand the discussion to live versions of some tracks. I can't imagine. Also comes to mind. When I saw Brian perform Last Horizon in 93, it was a champion, and not just because he finally gave the singing a rest. Big happy smiley face. The studio version is pure dust. Well, you know, we are focusing on the, we're really just focusing on the, the studio catalog. Studio. You know, I mean, yeah. Maybe sometime we'll, you know, once we've done all this, maybe we'll go through live killers and we'll 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 put live killers and live magic and live at Wembley on a on a wheel and we'll spin that up every now and again. We'll, you know, no yeah, reason we can't right. do that. It's a totally different beast, though, right? It really, yeah. it really, really is. Because I, I mean, ideally, it should work in the studio first, but of course, nothing's perfect. So yeah, uh, Paul Walbyoff says, uh, "Vote a champion." There's some good stuff in this guitar instrumental. First time hearing Last Horizon was on Richard. Ooh. How do you say his last name? Digents show on ITV, and there again, he's got another uh, uh, link to a, a live performance of it. So yeah, yeah, everybody, you know, everybody loves the live stuff here. So when again, I mean, I don't know if he played this. Maybe he played this when I saw him with Queen and Adam Lambert. I don't know, and I probably would have. I probably when you're there, it's completely different. Like when you're at a mm. live show, even the worst song can be really good if it's elevated by the atmosphere and the crowd and the emotion and everything else, right? So I totally get yeah. that. But we're reviewing the studio, so. Um, Queen Rocks AU says, you guys can justifiably call me Mr. Jason after this. It's a champ. Yes, the backing track is appalling, but Brian delivers a sublime lyrical guitar piece with loads of sometimes quite subtle variations around a simple yet very pretty melodic theme. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I would say his argument was well written. Uh, you know, it's just the song isn't. Alex Small says, I wouldn't turn it off if it came on, but I wouldn't specifically seek it out to put it on either. And for that reason, it's dusty dust, a bit too snoozy. I'm sorry, what's getting there at? Yeah. Uh, and Doug Sebus measured against other Brian May solo tracks. It's a champion with the, uh, the, the scream, uh, scream, the Edvard Munch. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. If, if that's, if that's the best of Brian on solo stuff, I'm concerned. It is a bit of highbrow for you, Randy. You know that you, you know that painting, obviously the scream, a very famous painting. So your everyone's initial instinct is that it, the person is screaming, which is why it's called a scream. But it's actually the scream of nature, and he's holding his hands to keep to, to try and block out the scream of nature. So there you go. How about that? I know something about art, and that's maybe one of about three things that I know about art. So I thought I would impart that at this juncture to make myself sound intelligent. Thank you. So, uh, do you think you're fucking better than me? Is that what's going on here, or what? I mean, it's not for me to say, Randy. I mean, maybe we should just ask our listeners. <laughs> Get it really polarized. <laughs> oh, my God. I think everyone will invariably like you a lot more than me because I'm a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> Shut up. Shut uh, up. John <laughs> Bryce, he says, dustier than the dustiest corner of the May catalog. Sadly, uh, without Queen, I feel Brian May does lose his horizon sometimes. Oh, very nicely done. And produces half-baked offerings that belong in another world where the Queen standard does not yet exist. Brycey. Absolutely. That's pretty much exactly what we said. Yep. Jim C. Curtis Sparkle says Brian should have his clogs bounced off the massive <laughs> tangle of pubes on his head for this fuckery bag. Oh, shite. Even on 1.5 speed, it sucked bigly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and Rob Hatton says dust. It's not offensive in any way. 
But then again, it's not anything at all. It's just very, very dull and boring. Bring on the cyborg. Now that's a track. There you go. And I'm not familiar with that track, but uh, it, it the title even sounds more interesting. Um, P underscore 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 70 says it's pants. 100% pants. 100% shitty pants. So there you go. Wow. Escalation. Yeah, that's a lot of pants there. Nikki, uh, midwife Nikki, if we were voting this in comparison to the Queen catalog, it is dust. Brian's solo output is too introspective and just plain dull. But if we were comparing this to all the other, all of the solo stuff, it's still dust. Compared <laughs> to the rest of his output, it's okay. I can play it on a guitar too. So, uh, you know, hats off, Nikki, for being able to, to play this that nice riff uh, on guitar. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you can add something to it, you know, make <laughs> it more interesting. Um, PJ Anthony Mercury says champion. I do prefer the live version. I saw him perform the song twice with Queen and Paul Rogers, and the album version just doesn't stand up to that. But still a solid tune, and also the only instrumental my wife will listen to willingly. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, you know what, PJ, you don't have to stay with people forever. You know, that is an option. Yeah. There's, you know, there are options. Yeah. There are exit doors. That's right. Yeah. I kid, I kid, I kid. And uh, Steve Russell says, "Bites the dust." Seriously? Yeah, dude. Seriously, seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, rush rash at rush <laughs> rash podcast. Holy fuck! How much can I stand? Guitar is not a thing anymore. Gratuitous and unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking how? Haha! <laughs> Yet killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. I got sound lots. Yeah, right, right, right. I should say though, to um, this Rush Rash podcast, this is um, Chaz Chaz Mataz, Chaz Charles, who I, I, is so lame, Randy. He, you know what he's done? He ripped off wholesale mm-hmm. um, my friend Corey Morissette's podcast format. Oh, um, which we we paid homage to. We didn't rip it off. We pay homage to it, right? <laughs> so they, the the Rush Rash oh, podcast, they, so they spin a wheel, the they spin a wheel, and they talk about Rush, a different Rush. And I'm probably going to be on that podcast in the next. Maybe the next oh. couple of weeks, so yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, you podcast whore. You know what? <laughs> it's almost like our podcast means fucking nothing to you. It's just, you know? it's just a stepping and stone. It, yeah, exactly. That's I feel used. You're just trying to use a goddamn matey to just you step on my head, you push me down into the dirt, and on just on your way up. And I I kind of fear at one point, maybe I'm going to owe you some money or something. You know, this is this is the problem with you. You you just you always pull the race card. Whenever I try to get you know, it's just it's ridiculous, Randy. Prive Prive. Prive. Prime Jive Funster champion. I think this song is very important to Brian and I feel the emotion in it. Eighty eight to ninety two was such a difficult period in his life, the end of his marriage, the loss of his dad, and of course our dear Fred. I believe it helped him get through. Glad he made it out the other side. Yeah, and very, very, very lovely sentiment. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I agree with all of it, except that it's a good song. Um, Let's see, I says, do I love it? Nope. Do I hate it? Also, no. Would I skip it? No. Are the live versions better? Yes. Did I buy the CD single, which has three different versions? Also, yes. But still a duster for me. Yeah, I mean, sentiment, <laughs> sentiment's so a strong questions. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, just still, I still can't get over the fact that this was a single. Well, it just blows my mind. Yeah, that, did, that didn't do that badly. Like, oh my lord, yeah. Uh, Tom Bourget says, definitely have to dust this one. It may be Brian's favorite, but it meanders way too long. I've heard this song twice. First one I bought the CD 30 years ago, 
and today. Not memorable to the point that I thought it was called Lost Horizon. <laughs> Paul Rowley, dreadful. Truly dreadful. There you go. Uh, and Michael Evans, I've never really appreciated or even liked this tune. Brian clearly loves it, and there might be something I'm missing. But this is dust for me. No, you know what, Mike? You're not missing fucking anything. And regarding Roger says, well, I wouldn't be surprised if he responded, check your data, try again, which is in reference to the uh, the top of the, your post there. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and I should say that regarding Roger um, is, well, one of the guys from Rush Rush. So it's Chaz oh. again, and they're doing, so they did, a, they did a podcast, a brilliant podcast on the Deep Dive Podcast Network called Regarding Lulu. And it was the, they did a review only of the, the entire podcast was just talking about the Metallica and Lou Reed album, Lulu, which when I found out that Metallica and Lou Reed had done an album together, I thought, well, that's, I mean, just two reasons why I don't want to fucking listen to that album. And I did listen to a bit of it because I wanted to listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And dear fucking God. I mean, Last Horizon, I put, Please, I mean, load me up with as many versions as you can give me rather than listen to any of that fucking awfulness. Oh, you're kidding. Okay, well, there um, you go. Well, I, don't I had no idea I don't that existed. Yeah, I don't like Metallica, though, so, you know. Uh, but regarding Roger, is they're, they're going through... So Roger Waters re-recorded um, Dark Side of the Moon for his own edification and has released it. So they're, re they're reviewing that whole album, so... Right, right, right. Which, again, I mean, I don't... Even if you're fucking Roger Waters, man, you're not going to improve that album. Yeah, I don't know why you would fucking bother with that, honestly. Okay, so let's head over to Facebook. It was 18.2% champion to 81.8% dust, so this was pretty heavily in favor. Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast said, Dust this turd. The saving grace to listen to this was the banter being particularly biting and hilarious. You almost made me turn it off when you brought up etc., uh, but brought me back with going to the fridge looking for something to eat and hearing some Joe. That never gets old. <laughs> Uh, my pal Paul Roberts, just just a two-word review. Just awful. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Kathy Gallagher says, you didn't take into account Brian's state of mind, did you? He wasn't in a good place when he wrote this. I'm fortunate enough to have Brian as a friend, and I got to know him the day after his father died in 87. His marriage was also breaking down in the mid-80s, and Freddie died in 91. Not great when you're extremely sensitive as Brian is. He had to go to Cottonwood in Arizona to sort his head out. I like it, champion for me. I've always been very empathetic, and I knew immediately that something was wrong when I saw him play it on Richard Digence's show. Later, I found out why. Mick Ronson uh, had died of uh, Mott the Hoople and David Bowie. Uh, Brian would have felt uh, that really, really deeply and taken it to heart. Love hearing him play it live, whether it's on his tours or with Queen. Champion. Well, so off, uh, you know, clearly Kathy has some connection to this yeah. that uh, that I don't have, and 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 most of us don't have. So, yeah, and you know what, um, Kathy, you know, we're, you know, this is, uh, hopefully people do take this in fun. Um, we are massive fans, and we are huge. Both both Randy and I are genuinely huge fans of Brian Mage, and you know, in, in sort of broad terms, because he's done more for rock and roll than most people have ever done. And he's he's he's, he's, he's untouchable as far as I'm concerned in the pantheon of rock greats. So. You bet. Just not on this song. Um, 
Michelle Stagman Curlander says, I say it begrudgingly, but you're right. I've long adored Back to the Light as an album, particularly considering that the title was so descriptive of Brian's emotional upheaval and how hard he was working to recover after the loss of Freddie and his father and the splintering of his marriage. How good he has always been at composing from the depths of his emotions. Too Much Love was so full of his heartache and Nothing But Blue was beautifully and sadly written by Brian when he felt Freddie was fading away. And Resurrection is so exciting and the title song so clearly depicts Brian's personal resurrection. Um, she says, I've also always really liked Lost Horizon, but today I realize it was only because of the live performances during the Paul Rogers gigs uh, with Roger on drums, which is how I generally hear it. And I'm particularly fond of the one that also included Bijou and Freddie on screen. So yeah, um, she says, you know, when she listened to the album version, she found it boring and too long. And so it bites the dust. So, you know, I, I, again, I mean, you know, all joking aside that we are just, <laughs> we're only looking at the studio version, you know, and we do sometimes, you know, obviously you people know if you listen, we do sometimes listen to a bit of live here and there, but it's really just supplemental to to sort of have something else to talk about near the end if we, if we feel that we should. Um, but it doesn't generally tend to, I don't think it's ever changed our opinion of um, a studio track uh, so far. No, no, it hasn't, no. Uh, Serena Shemeka says, I do like this one. I remember seeing Queen and Paul Rogers at uh, NEC Birmingham in 2005 and Brian played it. It was marvelous to hear it live. Brian walked out on the runway and there was a big mirror ball on the ceiling. It was sublime. Champion. And uh, Rude Seeger's 10 seconds of actual Brian May guitarness did not make up for the other four uh, minutes of snooze fest. Dust for me, which there you go. That's, yeah, that's our point. Exactly it. A good idea stretched out too far. Yeah. Um, very much like uh, A Night at the Roxbury, the movie. You know, you cannot turn a two-minute sketch into a fucking 90-minute movie, it turns out. You can try. James Lawrence says, could be sent into space to dissuade aliens from visiting, visiting us due to our dullness. The most sleep-inducing piece of music submitted to tape by any member of humankind anywhere. Dystopia to the max. I don't know, man. I, I uh, Enya? Enya's a bit, <laughs> Enya's a bit fucking boring. We shouldn't be negative, Rant. We shouldn't be negative. We're bloody negative. Yeah. Why are you so negative, Kevin? Russell Watkins says, Dust, sadly, the track feels a bit too pedestrian. I do like the big proper Brian May solo later on, but the rest sounds a bit tame for me. I think there's a live version somewhere uh, coupled with Bijou that sounds a bit more interesting. Lisa Miller, Dozier, something like that. Uh, that was probably one of the worst instrumental songs I have had the mis <laughs> misfortune to hear. <laughs> Sounds like it should be played at a funeral, which is maybe what he had intended when he wrote it to Lisa. Ooh, that's cutting. I, mean, I think I think he meant that to be a proper rocker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, Keith Austin, big shame. It could have been a banger with some real drums and a bit more commitment from one of the greatest ever guitarists of all time. I agree with it being dry. I'm looking forward to a moist track in the near future. Let's get some juices running. Ooh, suits you, sir. Oh, suits you, sir. Oh, the ladies <laughs> like a man in a suit, don't they, sir? <laughs> Were you out with the lady last night, sir? I, yes, I was, as a matter of fact. Did she want it, sir? <laughs> Beg your pardon? The lady you were out with last night, sir, did she want it, sir? Oh, suits you, sir. Oh. Um, Isabel Bernier says, the live version from Return of the Champions is great with Roger on drums, Spike on keys, Danny Miranda, um, which she's not too sure on the spelling on, on bass, and Jamie Moses on guitar, duetting with Brian in the middle eight. Um, and Jim Condon will finish up by says, even listening on one and a half speed did fuck all for this crock of shit. Oh, so that's, that must be um, Jim C, Curtis Sparkles. We found, we found Curtis Sparkles on Facebook. One thing I would like to quickly add, though, uh, our lovely re reviewer who listened 
<laughs> do you speak at a slow? Oh speed? no, I just realized. Yeah, and and Jim C is listening to you. So listen, it's not you, I guess, is what I'm saying. Although you do talk fast, Kev. It's not me. It's Mister Day. So I apologize, Mister Day. I, I'll try to slow down, but I can promise nothing. Especially when I'm at a party. And you get excited, Kev. Let's be honest. Oh, I get especially. I know. I, I, this is a problem when I'm at work. Sometimes if I'm presenting. I have to very consciously speak at a speed that I find sounds ridiculous. And that's around about the speed that I need to speak to be intelligible to most humans. Well, look, we've got, we got a big old fucking wheel full of Queen songs here, Randy, that we spin. And uh, that's how we decide which song we're going to sing. Song we're going to sing. We should sing a song tonight. Which song we're going to listen to. Um, is there anything at all that you feel like you would like? You've just come back from Winnipeg. You've just been away. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a song yeah. in the Queen catalog that kind of fits. You know, it would, would sort of, or would have fit when you were in, in the early stages of it, um, called "Leaving Home Ain't Easy" from the from the jazz album. But what would oh. you like to listen to? Stone Cold Crazy. <gasps> He's going straight in, is he? Fuck that! I want it. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, I haven't really given too much thought. I, 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 you know what I want to listen to? I want to listen to something yeah. from the works. I want to listen to Machines. In brackets, back to humans. That's what I want to listen to. So we've got Stone Cold Crazy. And machines. Machines. Well, let's spin it up and see what we get. Do it. So the works or she heart attack. Let's see what we get. I'm guessing we're gonna get something from the eighties then. Oh no. Well Yeah, it had to happen sometime. It had to happen sometime. We're getting a, a song from the miracle that was just on a poll on the Queen Pod um Facebook group. Because they do polls on there to sort of, you know, rank songs, have little brackets and things. And that's just on there. What song are we listening to, Randy? Well, Kevin, I think tonight we're going to listen to uh, Party from The Miracle. So I'll ask you, because I do like to ask you every now and again, do you think you know this song? Uh, I'm going to give you a very uh, succinct, nah. I would be astonished if you'd heard this song. Yeah. Because I don't think you would have listened to a lot of The Miracle, hey? Generally, other than the singles, mm, maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably just the singles. And I got to say right now, just out of the gate and from your little, uh, little, uh, intro there, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to like it. <laughs> hey, don't jump to conclusions. Listen, do your research. And now for something completely different. Love, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. So Party, written by Freddie Mercury, Brian May, and John Deacon. Uh, You know, so all the usual suspects playing all the usual suspected instruments recorded in uh, Olympic Sound Studios in London, the Townhouse in London, Mountain Studios in Montreux. Uh, produced by David Richards and, of course, Queen. And uh, I guess uh, some interesting little facts that was recorded uh, on the uh, Lynn 9000. The drums, yeah. Yeah, and apparently they weren't really <laughs> happy with that. <laughs> and uh, they had Raj play the real tubs. I think he played, I think he ended up playing drums on, well, there's a bit of a blend, of, I think, on this album generally. Because mm-hmm. um, there's definitely some... You know, we talked about in Breakthrough, even you can you can hear some of those sort of program drums. But 
Yeah, this one, I'm going to be, I'm really looking forward to your take on this because it's quite a guitar forward track. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should, you know, when it's a short track, it doesn't, doesn't fuck around. It gets and gets out. So yeah, I'm really curious to see what your, what your thoughts on this. So should we just dive into it? Yeah. What, what, you know, why don't you hit fucking play for a change instead of all this fucking preamble? Right, there's a look on Mr. Randy's face already. What, what are the thoughts behind that face? Well, you know, uh, you know when you have a honking horn and they have the two tones and they're <laughs> meant to clash to get your attention? Yeah. Obviously what they're going for. Does it mean that it's pleasurable? Uh, some are, some might argue otherwise. You're talking but, about but, that, that discordant harmony, you mean? No, uh, no, no. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, yeah, you can... So far that, yeah, the drums are extremely programmed. You can hear it. Again, I mean, straight away, and we'll get into this later in the song. I'm, I'm going to say it right out front again, and we've had this discussion, and you don't always agree with me on this. You've got Roger Taylor. Let him fucking smash the shit out of the, that, those big-ass toms and get a real drum sound in there. Yeah, well, we'll see where this goes, but, but yeah, I'm generally in favor of that, yeah. Body was over. I don't know, man. Even like when I was 16, I remember listening to this and thinking, oh, I hope this goes, oh, this doesn't really sound very queeny. I don't know if this is really up my street. And because I heard I want it all, you know, that was the first single, I'll rush off and buy this on tape. You put this one, it's like, oh, this is a bit weird. It sounds more a little bit more like Hot Space than it does, you know, rock and roll queen. So I'll say this. I enjoyed the second verse, or I'm assuming it's the first because you, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it all the way through yet, but uh, a lot better than that first one. Uh, there's some pretty nice harmonies in there, although the, and I almost kind of wonder if there's, this is 88, hey? it almost sounds like some sort of a weird harmonizer or something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, Brian's on there because Brian switches, Brian takes some of the lead that on that second verse, or certainly some of those lines, and you've got Freddie, I think, maybe doubling his lead, and then you've got the harmonies on top of that as well, but you get Brian a bit more prevalent in there, so it just, yeah, it changes the sound up, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's moving the song a little bit, so. I I gotta say that's uh that's some pretty fucking sweet guitar tone. It is, isn't it? It's a really great tone. It's some really really tasty licks. Sweet. I like the panning. Yeah, yeah. It kind of honestly that bit, the guitar in this kind of throws me back to like sheer heart attack. 
it's got the same sort of really dirty, gritty, very cool mm. sound. Like you said, I think it's probably it's probably a little bit compressed, maybe. Um, oh, but it still has well, that tone. That. It still has that tone. Is beautiful in there. Sounds like Brian May. Do you know what uh, kind of amps he played through? I mean, I'm I'm assuming he played through a bunch, but uh, Vox yeah. Vox AC30 for oh, the most AC30. part. It sounds like, but he started out on the says here it started out on the original Dallas Rangemaster, um, but then the Vox AC30 is one that he's relied on extensively throughout his career. Is what it says, and then the DK amp he would use here and there, right? So, righto. Somebody's face We were up all night Singing Singing Giving a chase Fighting the cold light Staying next morning Everybody was home Hey Come back and play Come back and play Come back and play We got all night All day Everybody's got a way Why don't you come back and play And play Come back and play We got all night We got all day We got It's a fucking great vocal from Fred. Like he's really laying into it, right? Those, uh, those, all those guitar licks are really cool too. Yeah, I gotta say, yeah, come back and play. Lyrically, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, Roger Taylor's not involved in this one. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know writing. who who are we gonna blame for this one here? For fuck's sake, eh? I don't know who did write the lyrics. I wonder if it was only that was like a sort of a. Like an improv on the spot, just make up lines and just sing them and yeah. go with it, sort of thing. Because I think it said somewhere, right, that it was very, it was a very natural sort of. Um, I'm reading here on the, on the Wikipedia, which may or may not be right, and please, people, if you know better, correct us as, as always. It says party began as a jam session between Freddie Mercury, Brian May, and John Deacon. Mercury was at the piano and he started off the "We Had a Good Night" section. From then on, the three of them worked together and completed it. May sings a lead, uh, a lead May, uh, May sings lead on a small portion of the song near the beginning, but. It doesn't tell us who wrote the lyrics or whether they were just sort of. It almost has that feel though of everyone just throwing shit at the wall and seeing which bits of shit yeah. stick, right? Like it's there's no rhyme or reason to these lyrics. They're not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a. Well, I guess there's a, a little bit of a story being told, but yeah. Uh, I, I ultimately I think the story is to come back and play, <laughs> despite being hungover. Fuck me, those drums sound thin. It's criminal. Like, like underneath that guitar, it's criminal how bad those drums sound. But it's like when you remember, like when you used to get those little Casios and they'd have, they'd have, you know, because you'd have, you know, they'd have organ and piano and everything else, but they'd also have, you know, like one or two drum kits. And it just sounds like someone fucking hitting D and G on the, it's like, oh, fucking hell, wow. Really? That's what we're going with? Okay, then. Criminal, you say, hey? Dreadful. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. So this song transitions into the next song, which is why there's that really abrupt hard end there. But oh. that's it. That's 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 party. That's I mean, that's the, the beginning and end of that song. So what I like to do when folks, when it's a song that Randy doesn't know, because you know, I'm we're stopping every few seconds here, or you know, every little bits and pieces and and talking about certain pieces of the song. But if it's better for Randy to hear the song in its com- in, in its complete completion, completeness. Complete, yes. completed form. Um, so yes. Nick Crofts on Facebook had suggested that, and so that's what we do. So I'm gonna, we're gonna now, we're gonna sit and listen to this. We're not gonna 
make you listen to it again or we're not going to get you to listen to it again for copyright reasons and other reasons but um we'll throw it on we'll make some notes and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it And then it goes into, who says that my party was all over? And that's the start of the next song, because the first two songs on the album basically are sort of a run-on, you know, couplet. Okay. Roger that. So, yeah, there we go. So that's Party, Randy. You've, you've listened to it in a sort of a stilted form, and then you've listened to it again in its, its completion. Um, but the first thing we do, folks, before we go any further, is we vote. Randy and I give our opinion on whether we think this is a champion. Or whether it uh, bites the dust. So I think you went first last time, Randy. So I think mm-hmm. I think I should go first this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, Kev, do you tipped your hand or not? Because you're kind of a wily fucker. You know, <laughs> I've noticed that. You'll praise it up, and the next thing you know, you're 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 dusting shit. So uh, is this a champion, or does this one bite the dust? I'm gonna be consistent, Randy. How about you? Is this one of the champions, or are you going to join me in the dust ball? We are the champions, my friends. Dear God, man. <laughs> oh, my good God. <laughs> well, you should let me go first, then. I you should let me go definitely first. should let you go first, Ooh. yeah. Wow. Okay, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's 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 a it's a bit of a shit song, but uh, but I <laughs> really like the guitar, and I think uh, I think the harmonies are really cool, and I like that it's nice and short and sweet, and uh, you know I, I really think I really think Brian rips it up. I was listening to, to Deaky play; it's nice. Yeah, the Lynn drums or or whatever the fuck you know whatever model it is. Yeah, they kind of suck. Could they have? Could they have spent some time and wrote some better lyrics? Because the, the lyrics, you know, really, really, really suffer. Uh, but all in all, I think it's just really fun. It's quick. It's in and out. It hits you hard. Doesn't fucking leave you wanting for anything else. In out. Bam, bam, bam. The fuck out of here. We're queen. Wow. There you go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I the only and all those words that you just said. The only yeah. ones I agree with are Brian's guitar. Right, right. I mean, what that's that's what I think, you know, in sort of my later years and, and going back and trying to listen to the miracle again and realizing that this this album isn't Queen's best work, is just like, why the fuck are you wasting that fucking guitar, those little guitar licks and that little riff on this vapid, empty fucking bit of fluff? Like there's there's nothing to this song. It's not about anything. This party get okay. We had a food fight in somebody's face. That's you know, we're getting into fucking hand on your grease that's, gun and fucking. That's yeah, that's really you know, really weak. Yeah, that's really that's terrible. A really, really, really bad line. <laughs> and then you know, but hang on, hang on, back and play. Come back and play. Come back and play. Come back and play. Fucking thought for a fucking second. Do you not agree that those all the, the vocals and the harmonies are really great? I think Fred's vocal is fantastic. I don't always love the because, like you said, I think it they're using some sort of harmonizer or potentially or and. Yeah, I don't know if I love it. Love it. I don't hate it. I mean, Fred's 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 lead vocal is fucking exceptional. Yeah, no, I I dig it, and I I think yeah, I think Brian might be using some sort of a harmonizer pedal on some of that on the yeah. I guess what we'd be calling the third verse. 
Uh, but still, but I still, I think that's super cool. I, I like the way they did that. Yeah. I really just think it, I really think, okay, so much in the way, uh, what was the last horizon? Lost, much yeah, in the last way, horizon, yeah. lost or is it last? Last, sorry, last. Last horizon. Much in the way there was a, 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 you know, a good idea there. I think, you know, I think this, this too is a good idea. Executed better with some vocals. Could it have been polished and, and maybe, you know, maybe been turned into a little better song? Yeah, probably. But uh, it's short. It's like two, two, two minutes, 30 seconds. Two, two, I think two, two, I can't remember what the runtime is because obviously we're looking at this on the, on the, the official Queen YouTube uh, channel, folks. So we get like, I don't know, like four or five seconds of blank space. Yeah. 224. It's 224. 224. But it's, I mean, yeah, but it's again, to me, it's, it's just a half idea that's kind of repetitive, kind of doesn't really fucking go anywhere. Is there really a chorus in this song? There's no bridge. I mean, if it weren't for Brian's guitars, I mean, this wouldn't even be a wouldn't even be a half baked idea, Randy. <laughs> it literally sounds like you know, yeah, three people, maybe a bit <laughs> drunk in the studio, thinking, "Well, this sounds fucking awesome. We should definitely record this." <laughs> I can imagine Roger coming in like, "Why the fuck uh, have you? Why have you wasted tape on this? Like, why?" Well, put, he he obviously me... fucking he obviously got in there and fucking dug in. Do you, do you know? Hey guys, do you want me to come play drums on this? No, <laughs> we've got the Lynn drum, Rog. I think that's part of it too. Is I, I really don't like that drum intro because I, I see what they're trying to do, but it just sounds like those shitty. Fuck it. I mean, I went, I went, I my formative drinking years, Randy, were the late eighties, early nineties, when I was sort of mm. sixteen through nineteen, and there was a lot of really shitty rave music and dance music on the radio, mm. and it kind of makes me think of like, oh, don't Queen, don't, oh, that, don't do that. So the drums just really. The drums alone tank this one for me, and then the lyrics just—I I can't get—I can't get behind it. I'm sorry, I just can't get behind it. Yeah, I want to—I want to set fire to it, Randy. I—I I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Well, good for you. Yeah, set fire to it. Yeah, I think you might—you might be in for a bit of a—not a kicking exactly online, but I think you'll be—you'll ah. be in for some abuse on this one because I, I suspect—I'm pretty sure this one is not universally loved among the <laughs> I'm faithful. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. You know what, though, Kev? You know what? I'm just going to stand by, you know, my my feelings and the way I see it and with the way I hear it as it comes out. Hey, uh, you know, and often we talk about this here. Let, let me bring this up. So, because our, we're a 50-50 show, it's either yes or it's either no. Now, no, I said I, I voted a champion. Now, do I think, am I calling this 100%? But no. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm giving it a passing grade. You know, my whole entire high school career was was someone just, you know, let's just get Randy over the line. Let's just push him <laughs> through at a good solid 55. And that's where I'm saying this is. I'm not saying I'm not really? saying it's, it's genius, but I'm saying I'm saying it's pushed through at about 55. Wow. Now let's just say, let's just say, Kate, okay, I mean, maybe you make maybe you make a good point. Maybe you get rid of that uh the cool guitar licks and riffs and stuff okay well, th well then we're dropping down to it. we're we're down at a 40 do you know what i mean <laughs> right. maybe 45 it, just for freddie's vocal but i think it was just that that just just teased it over the edge for, for me so. so that was just it, the, the guitar is enough then right like that's yeah yeah I mean, so you know sure. and, and that's what i'm saying because the lyrics clearly suck and you're right it's, it's, it's about nothing i think the vocal i think the harmonies are great i think fred sings great I think Deke's bass is nice. The, yeah, the Lynn drums suck, but you know that's that that was of the era, uh, and I think Brian's guitar is good. And like I said, he doesn't. Nobody's like, hey, 
this shitty idea. Let's fucking play it for five minutes. They know they it's down and it's concise. There you go. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, you're wrong, but <laughs> of course, of course, you're not wrong. I take that back. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, you can't be wrong in an opinion, but I, honestly, I think this is probably in my bottom bottom ten for sure. Queen songs, Ooh. maybe maybe bottom five for me. Fun it. Fun it's higher than this. Ooh. Considerably, yeah. Yeah. Because at least fun, it's got a bit of structure to it. There's a, there's a, they've tried to write, I mean, it's Roger Taylor, and I don't love those songs, uh, those lyrics either, but this one to me, yeah, it's just like the scratch, it's almost like the scratch lyrics that they just thought, no, fuck it, that's good enough. What is Queen? You just, you don't want them to be just, it shouldn't be that's good enough. It should be, let's try and make it as good as we can make it. And if that's as good as Queen could, man, you know what? Again, when you listen to Less Than Miracles, like they weren't tapping a very deep well of, insanely brilliant songs in that period so you know maybe this was this was dragged up but you know there's a couple of stuff off the um some things off the um uh, the collector's edition that i maybe i would rather have on the album than this but let's get what i want to do randy is quick, just have a quick listen to because there is on the collector's edition um the original take um so i'm not too sure because i don't remember because i've listened to this but i it was a while back and i've tended to sort of blitz this album from my mind i can't remember if there's real drums on this so let's have a quick listen to um how it might have sounded originally Oh, that's a real drum. Okay, well, let's try one. Let's try one. (laughs) There. Bit of fucking cowbell. Straight away sounds better. Well, that's better. I mean, come on. I mean, that's just making my argument for me about the drums, well, right? Yeah, we'll see. But it, but it also is making my argument that it's ultimately, ultimately, you know, it's not that bad a song. It's, oh, I, it, it's a 55. It still doesn't push it over 50 for me or over. I, it doesn't even push it over 35 for me. Um, even not even 35. Wow. Nah, nah. Mm. I just I just don't like oh. this song. I think it's I think it's lazy. I think that's my yeah. main problem is I think it's a bit of a lazy song. I think it's. Like I said, I think it's scratch lyrics that were left in. You know, you write a line, I'll write a line. You, oh, it'll be fun, you know, because that, that's kind of a fun way to it. Well, yeah, okay, but it doesn't come up with any... And it's just wasted that fucking brilliant guitar. Not every song has to be fucking Bob Dylan no. lyrics. No. And not, not every pretentious fucking prick. <laughs> Sometimes people just want to write songs about a party, okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you can write really good songs yeah. about parties. This just yeah. isn't fucking yeah, one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember randy we had a food fight in somebody's face i mean every everything you throw back at me i'm just gonna oh, throw that yeah. fucking i'm the hey, well, no, that, right back yeah. at you. that's terrible that really is awful i'm with you i'm with you yeah it's really awful and just the middle bits right so why don't you come back and play come back and play come back and play and it's like it, it just it screams we've got nothing else and we can't either can't be bothered to or we sort of write anything else you know and yeah. i'll tell you i'll tell you one other thing Brian May singing. <laughs> Brian May defending the shitty lyrics. So let's just move on. I know they're shitty for fuck's sakes, Kevin. Well, I'm going to throw one last one at you. I would say that listening to Brian May sing We Got Sex is probably one of the best contraceptives on the face of the planet. <laughs> I don't think you could possibly 
have sex after you've listened to Brian Mason. And that and fucking Lost Horizon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Fucking contraceptives for the world. (laughs) You don't need no prophylactics. You don't need no rhythm method. <laughs> I love Billy Connolly about that here, about the, about the rhythm method. Yeah. <laughs> Only a celibate could come up with the line, at the point of ejaculation, withdraw. Oh, was that right, Father? Let me tell you something, Father. I'm only going to tell you the once. At the point of ejaculation, there isn't a herd of wild fucking horses. <laughs> could make my ass go in that direction. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, it's so good. All right. Um, we should probably talk about, you know, we've had our say now, how do you think this one's going to come back, Randy? Oh. Give me sort of a little bit of a tease about, I don't think this one is massively regarded in the Queen fandom, but where do you think, this, where, how do you think this one's going to go? Yeah, well, I like how you always put this on me, and you know, yet you. Oh, sorry. Your, Actually, yeah, it's, yet it's me you first. It is have me your first. Finger on the fucking pulse of this community, and I'm an outsider, uh, uh, a lone ranger, if you will. Uh, just yeah, you're right, you know. and it is it is my turn. All right, go for it. After all that said, I'm going to go 2080. I think this is going to get caned. I think it's going to get absolutely panned. There you go. What about you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. What I did last week. I'm going to go fifty-fifty. Nifty. I think, Are you kidding? No. Well, well, I'm the I've you know I fucking upvoted wow. it, but you know, maybe I'm just being a contrarian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and we should say to people who are maybe listening for the first time that neither of us do, neither of us are contrarian just for the sake of it or just for the sake of generating conversation. That comes out naturally, and there's plenty of contrary opinion within our social media circle. That there's always yeah. someone who'll who'll, who'll <laughs> yeah. bring something up, so we don't need to do that. Um, so yeah, we definitely yeah. we generally vote from we vote our conscience, Randy. Absolutely, I and and I did. Uh, well, I think I've explained myself. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just just staggered. I was absolutely staggered. Yeah, that you vote yeah, voted you sound, this fucking you, absolutely you, bloody you, awful you, song. You sound like you're staggered. I mean, I, thought, <laughs> I was watching. I was watching your face because I usually when I, I watch your face and if you if you're laughing, that can mean one or two things. That can mean. Oh, I'm really happy because I love this piece of music. Or it can be, I can't believe how cheesy this is. And I mm. thought we were heading in the cheese direction, but clearly. Oh, well, it's it certainly is. It certainly is cheesy. But you know what though? I don't mind a nice, I don't mind a nice little chunk of stinky cheese <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> you stinking bishop fan, you. <laughs> or is it reeking bishop or something? Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. All right, well. It's that time. You know what time it is, don't you, Randy? You oh know what time God. of the podcast it is, don't you? So, you, does that, so that generally does that mean that you think the the podcast didn't go well, and we've got to we've got to right. spice it up at the end? Exactly. Yeah, I think we've you know. Well, I think in this case it's the song that's fucking failed us. So I think we need to end on a high after <laughs> listening to that fucking turd. From my standpoint, so so if you had your dream dinner party and you can invite anyone you wanted, living or dead, who would you employ to do the washing up? They're not allowed into the party, but they will get a tantalizing glimpse of the conversation, but never hear the punchline to the joke. So they're not allowed in, and it'd be very frustrating for them. So at your dream dinner party, who's doing the washing up? But why? I don't understand. I don't understand that. Why? So I have, I'm having my dream dinner party, and I've just got to bring somebody in to like, do the washing up? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. Well, you. What the fuck? What are your yeah. best friends? 
I know. Why am I not at the party? I don't know. Oh, is the party all over? Are you yeah. going to food fight in my face? That's are you? right. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to fucking happen. And you will be washing the fucking dishes. And you'll be sorry that you ever. I don't know. I, I got nowhere to go with that. <laughs> you ran out of steam there, didn't you? <laughs> did. See, this is why we need emergency I questions. Just, I, got, I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, man. I just, I just, well, it's such a ridiculous question that, uh, well, but like any of them are, but. Well, I mean, I, I would have, I would have probably Scott Moore, that pig eyed mm. sack of shit from Regina. Maybe I might have him washing our dishes. Yeah. 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 Or maybe. Tony know. Blair. Tony Blair, you can get in there and help. Mm-hmm. You know, he can. One of my favorite things ever was, I can fucking horribly, that it was Boris Johnson who brought it up on uh, Have I Got News for You. Yeah. There's a, there a famous clip of Tony Blair. It's in Northern Ireland. It's just after the, the I think it was a Good Friday agreement, whatever it was, the agreement that, you know, basically sort of brought an end to hostilities. A day like today, I mean, it's not a day for sort of sound bites, really. Um, we can leave those at home, but I feel that. I feel the hand of history upon our shoulder. <laughs> Just <laughs> absolute <laughs> nobody. In, in a way, it's pretty brilliant. But it's just so, yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. <laughs> no politician-ease. Yeah, no doubt. Dick. Yeah. All right, well, you know what we should do, Randy? We should let these fine people go to their beds. Or to their living rooms or wherever they go when they finish this podcast. Man, episode 49. Wasn't that fun? I'm really glad to be home. And you know what? My word salad intro shows exactly how out of practice I've become. Kevin and I celebrate our first two-star review with pride and a sense of, who the fuck is this guy? I guess he's listening, and that's enough. We genuinely appreciate your support and engagement. So you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. And if you like, why not support our friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network? Lots of great stuff on there. Thank you so much, and we'll be back with you next week to chat about this wonderful band. Brand new angle, highly Give us a kiss, Kevin. Seaside Park Review. I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.